Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first live episode of the Obey podcast. Um, so as you can tell, I'm joined by a guest, and this is the uh, first time I've have, I'm having a guest on to just talk about some issues going on in the world. So I'm joined by Archaic Skids. He hosts the show Derailed on YouTube, and he hosts a lot of people on the in the liberty movement. He has them on to talk about all sorts of things. Um, and, and as we were just joking about off air, uh, a guy who's an expert in nuclear, who knows so much stuff to people like he's had people like me on who just has all kinds of opinions that are um, more towards ANCAP type views or libertarian views and all sorts of people on the LP he's talked to. Um, so he's going to join me and we're going to we're going to talk about all things that are, are going on right now. Um, did you want to introduce yourself a little bit to the audience? Sure. Um, uh, I'm Archaic Skids. I uh, host Derailed courtesy of Archaic Skids. Um, we, uh, yeah, well, I mean, you basically nailed it. We just talked to a bunch of people about the LP, uh, starting to expand a little into get some scientists and, uh, you know, not, not Fauci-ouchy scientists, but like legit people talk about energy, talk about food, talk about all that stuff. So we got some great stuff coming up. Awesome. And and that, that that's become more of a trend I've been seeing in like the last year or two, where I've heard a lot more people who are on like, I, I, I know you mentioned that you have um some wildlife at your house, but I've heard of a yeah. lot more people in the uh, liberty movement t- um, start bringing in experts that know things about like farming and things like um being more staining. So I, I think I think that is like kind of the right direction to go to go with things, too. Well, um, I think uh, if you want to be free, you got to live free. And and I, I agree with that. Even though I'm a person who lives in the in the urban jungle of uh, Philadelphia, <laughs> which isn't known yeah. for, for 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 being a particularly um, free place. Wait, you um, don't have any pigs living in your backyard? <laughs> I, I mean, there are a lot of cops driving around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you set me up for that nice. one. Um, so 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 I'm going to do a smooth trans tr- transition from that um t- topic into um t- talking about cops because because it's something that I. I, I love being the um, ultimate contrarian, and it's not because I'm smart or self-righteous, although I probably am both things um, unknowingly. <laughs> um, but it's it's because th- there are a lot of edge cases that are just kind of fun to discuss on um, yeah. in, in the contemporary political world. So I'm sure that you're not a huge fan of cops. And r- r- right now, the big news of the week is the the, the Derek Chauvin trial for the murder of George Floyd. Um and I think it's like a super interesting case that the libertarians aren't talking about because I think it has every like interesting libertarian issue. It has like an anti-government angle that's not really getting played up by the media, but it also is like has a lot of propaganda elements because we've seen a lot of racial stuff pushed. Well, I mean, you could argue in all of American history, but but in like since since Obama was president, it's it's not hard. It's not long ago that Ferguson what was a thing with Trayvon Martin. Um and I'm seeing this kind of as Ferguson 2.0. So I yep. kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on like what you think is going on there. If you have any, um, if you think he's going to get acquitted or not, or if you, th- and if you think there's more there and I know I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, cause I know this hasn't been the hottest thing to talk about in the Liberty movement, but I'm like listening to NPR and I'm like, this feels like something we should be paying attention to for skeptical reasons. Well, first of all, um, listening to NPR, just that's just sad. Um, second of all, uh, I don't think he gets acquitted, but I think there's a mistrial. I think they have a hung jury. Look, I, I'm not the biggest fan of police officers, but uh, based on everything I've seen, and I've paid very close attention to this case because I, I see the future implications of what happens. 
in any direction. Um, I think uh, I think the evidence that the prosecution has presented is shaky at best for what what it is they're charging uh, this this man with. And you know, I can be against police officers and also understand that this man was a representative of the state. Mm-hmm. And based on the evidence presented so far, he reacted exactly the way he was taught, told, and paid to react as a representative of the state. The state is at fault for the death of George Floyd, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this man goes to jail. I think Minneapolis burns, and I think a bunch of other cities are going to burn too. Mm-hmm. And the worst part is, I don't think anybody will do a damn thing about it. Yeah, I so 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 I, I think that's exactly my 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 whole take on it. I don't necessarily think he's going to get acquitted, but there's I, I don't see a world where he gets c- convicted on it. And yeah. the the way it's getting set up is and, and it's it's not to dismiss what what he did. I mean, it doesn't look good if you watch the video. It doesn't no. look good. But no, but, it but, but 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 then 3 months after the fact, then the full video comes out and he's screaming like I can't breathe at the cop before the cops yeah. touched him. He's also screaming get me out of this car and put me on the ground. Yeah. So, it's one of those things where it's like uh, the people who are in the liberty movement should, should be sitting here and just be like shocked at this at this situation, not 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 because it's an overt sign of racism, or not because it's like a uniquely brutal moment. There is but... nothing about that moment that's racist. Nothing. Mm-hmm. That man I, I, didn't I'm die because he was black. That that's not thing. That's that's not. I I will argue with anyone forever that that white cop did not kill that black man for being black. That is not a thing. Well, and then, and then, the, 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 so I'm totally with you, and that, that's why I always refer to Duncan Lemp, right? So he gets yes. a no-knock raid in his house, and he's a white kid, and he gets shot dead next to his pregnant girlfriend. Um, yeah. That's like he's like, which no one ever wants to talk about. Yeah, yeah, and he's like 20, and and it's not to play the race card and be like, oh look, white people get shot too. It's more of just like that's not the single reason why they're getting targeted. Now. Yeah. The, the, and you bring up the good point of how everything ends up getting conflated through a lens of race. So you yeah. can't just have this conversation about like, was this a misuse of police power? And is it evil that I got trained this way? It immediately gets co-opted by language of, no, it's not just a misuse of power. It's a misuse of power because of America's white supremacist history based to 300 years ago. And then it's like, why did you have to take something that is inherently something we can agree on? A, a guy getting, you know, put in a very bad situation. He's clearly over the... George Floyd was clearly panicking and freaking out because he probably knew that he was going to get put away for doing fentanyl and having drugs in his car. That's probably yeah. why he's freaking out. So it's like, to some extent, even though I've never used fentanyl, not planning on using fentanyl, but you can empathize with the situation of somebody who just right. realized they threw away their life in their situation. And then, but you can also like, there are so many angles here beyond, oh, America had slavery hundreds of years ago, but that's how political discourse works in this country. And that, that's kind of why I just see everything through the lens of what narrative is the media choosing to push. Um, okay, but let, let me let me interrupt you there. Um, mm-hmm. So then that sounds to me like the problem is our drug laws, because mm-hmm. this guy, like, let's say that he had uh, these narcotics. Um, I'm not I'm not saying he did. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're kind of making it pretty obvious that he probably did, but let's. Let's say that whatever. Um, the point being is, if if he wasn't afraid to get locked in the cage because he had these uh, these drugs, would he be reacted the same way? 
Would the police even have cared or would they said, Hey man, you, you know, you have this fake bill, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, and we got to look into that. Uh, so we just got some questions like, Hey, where'd you get it? That kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it seems to me like drug laws played more of a role in this than anything else. Mm -hmm. As far as, uh, escalating the, the, uh, situation, as as opposed to de-escalating, I think if we if we um, I, I think the war on drugs may have played more of a factor in George Floyd's death than any other factor. That's just my thinking. I I, I agree with that too. Um, yeah, I I, I, to- I totally agree with that because that, that that that's a huge element of why um of why he was in that situation in the first place too. And we we, we can't have a legal well we, we don't have a legal system. Right. It's, it's illegal for him to use that substance. So we can't have legal support networks to help people either. Um, everybody right. is ashamed of things because they're doing things that are illegal and they don't want to. Everybody can incriminate other people because everybody's in the situation where they're all committing felonies all the time. So it's like, how can you get somebody out of these downward spirals when that's the situation? Um, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you there. And it, it's kind of all this stuff flows into the trial. And then it's all the evidence ends up and all the arguments end up being shaky and indecisive. And I think any, even like a, a blue pilled person, um, I don't think a lot of them know the evidence. I think they, 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 I think they just know the watered down narrative of like, yeah, he was killed by the cop at the end. And it was probably right. racism. I think, I think that's the blue pill take. But I think even if you get a jury of people who are like, well, we would consider, you know, no, no, normal people. Um, I still think they're going to have to, or they're either going to acquit or it's going to be a hung jury just because you can't, I, I, I think there's just too much fogging up the, the true story there. Um, and I think that's going to be a problem because then we get all these riots. Now, this leads to my follow-up question, which is arguably somewhat, uh, um, I'm somewhat hinting at things that, that could be cons- that could be seen as um, conspiratorial, um, but I'm not okay. trying to. It, it's more of, if you and I agree that the media is carefully constructing narratives moment to moment. Um, now that Joe Biden's president, you know, orange man bad, not in office anymore. What is the benefit right. of more rights for the people in power? That, that, that's that's the thing I've been kind of somewhat stuck on. Money. Money? Do you it's elaborate? Um, so, okay. They they might I mean they're not going to get him for murder too if if the people sitting on that jury have a conscience or a brain they're not going to get him for murder too uh, they're not going to get him for manslaughter they maybe might be able to pull off an argument for for murder three and I think that's weak I don't mm-hmm. think so um, but let's say that they do. Right. Let's say that they come back and they say, okay, well, murder two is off the table because it's ridiculous. Manslaughter is off the table because it's ridiculous. You have to prove malice. You have to prove intent. Uh, You can't prove those things in this situation. Um, And let's say they 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 do go ahead and convict for murder three. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, they're going to say that's not good enough. Mm -hmm. Um, So. No, you, you're kind of getting at that. No matter what the outcome is, it's not going to be a good enough outcome. Of all no, the reasonable outcomes, it doesn't matter. It's not going to be good enough. They're gonna they're gonna riot. So the Democrats are okay with that because it's money. It's because they're gonna say, well, see, I mean, if you want, uh, 
if you want reform, if you want justice, well, I mean, you're going to have to support us. You're going to have to give us money mm-hmm. so that we can get more of us elected. Um, this is a completely Democrat run city. This, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a, I'm, I'm, I don't care about the Republicans or whatever, but the most violent cities in America are all run by Democrats and they have been for decades. Mm-hmm. These people are at fault. <laughs> like, I so so the, the the other thing that I see going hand in hand with with kind of what you're suggesting too, though, is um every government policy that's come from the left in at least the last two years has been done in the name of racism, no matter what the policy is. So yeah. now we hear Joe Biden wants to pass a two trillion dollar stimulus bill. Well, I'm sure a bunch of it is going to be, it, it, and and it, it, it so so everything after the rights. Can, can continue to fall under the category of, well, everything is racial justice, even if it's economic racial justice. So it's not just infrastructure, it's these $200 million towards roads and th- this county goes to a proportion of this subsect of the workforce that happens to be 30% black instead of 15. So now yeah. that now we paint this all as racial justice. And now if you're for our agenda, it, it can be racialized. And then it's, look, and, and then you, you know that when the riot starts, all the Republicans are going to be saying their typical reaction to the riots. They're going to say, oh, my God, look. And then there's we need be, law and order, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And then you're also going to see all of them defending the, the, the outcome because all of them are mm-hmm. going to say what, what I just said. Well, it is kind of shaky. And we do live in the innocent till proven guilty. And there, he could have died from the drug overdose. And yeah. then all of them are going to get tarred as racist. And then you yeah. can run on that still. Okay. Well, and that's the thing is that the Republicans are moronic when it comes to messaging they don't have one um they they're consistently just chasing the narrative when and democrats set the narrative and republicans chase it but i think that's in i think that's intentional um they're they're one party i I think mitch mcconnell and nancy pelosi are friends i think uh they've said they're friends before they they don't disagree on anything they, they, the, the only thing they might disagree on is how fast do we collect that power? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they don't, they don't disagree on, on the outcome. So the, 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 this kind of flows with something I was, I was thinking about and I kind of wanted to run by you because I know um, when I was talking with you er, earlier, well, I guess it was on Sunday. So a, a few days back, um, I kind of mentioned how talking with Republicans is frustrating because in office, Republicans don't live up to their um, campaign um, promises. And their campaign promises are like libertarian light at best. So at best, yeah. that they're, at, at best that their promises are, I'm going to roll back taxes, kind of. And then I'm like, cool, they're going to roll back taxes. At least that's something. And then obviously in office, they lower the corporate tax rate by 2%. And then they like give a trillion dollars in spending at the same time. Yeah. So like clearly... It's easy to say that Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi are probably buddy-buddy because in the end, they're both in favor of the warfare welfare state. You know, no matter who you vote for, you get John McCain. That, 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 that's the, I think that's the Tom Woodsism. I think that's the Tom Woods law. Um, I think he, he invented that one. It's um, one of his three by fives. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so I think that's totally true, but it makes talking with people who are actually Republicans that are like, um, I guess, very caught up in the binary system, so challenging. Because mm-hmm. you can read a book by Paul Ryan. I don't know if you. I, I, I'm. A, I'm hoping you've never read Paul Ryan's book. But there was a point in, in my life. There's no chance I would ever spend my money on that man's book. 
Well, well, there was a point in my life where I was a very blue-pilled Republican, and it, unfortunately, it wasn't super long ago. But that, that that was a book I read when I was in college. I was like, oh, look, it's Paul Ryan. He was a respectable Republican. You got to put the trademark after that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and he spends chapters being like, I love the policy wonks. They, they, they want to redo the tax system. They want to redo Social Security so it's not bankrupting us. And I'm just like thinking like, wow, these guys are so good. If only the left wasn't there. You were the Speaker of the House. You know, I I I, that I was. Means you I was, were like literally the speaker of the largest, the majority of that. You, uh, so why didn't you do any of these things? Exactly, exactly. So, so how can do you think there's a way to bridge that divide with Republican voters to 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 get across to them like, hey, anytime Republicans talk about the left are bad on economics, they really don't care because they've never done anything right wing on economics. Except for except yeah. for telling the left wing too much, we'll take a break for two years, and then in two years we'll let you pass that. Um, what do you mean, like get get through to them, like as libertarians or ANCAPs or what? What are you talking about? Do do do, do you think these people are reachable in any in any noteworthy way? I guess is what I'm asking. Are there inroads through, through the right wing? Maybe ten percent. I think you have a better shot at the left than you do the right. Oh, okay. Did um so. I think the majority of the left wing actually um, just your regulars, your your NPCs, mm-hmm. think that they truly believe in free speech. They truly be- believe in uh, uh, equality, right, mm-hmm. under law. Um, I think you have a pretty good shot at that. I don't think you can get through to people that will fly a don't tread on me flag and a thin blue line flag on their pickup. Hmm. Okay. Because I don't think they understand, like, you, you – they, the cops are the ones that are going to enforce the shit that you don't want to get traded on. I, I think it's easier on the left. I do think there's some Republicans more so now uh, than there were before that you can get through to. Okay. Okay. Because cause the way I see it, and and you, you kind of took the opposite of that, so I think that's interesting, and I kind of want to investigate that. The way I've always seen it is if you take what Republicans say in terms of rhetoric seriously, like in terms of about economics. Because mm-hmm. because because the right wing is happy to critique all the bad AOC bills. So if you take that if you take that well, seriously, the one bill, yeah, the, yeah, the Green New Deal, all five uh, pages, mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> which is basically like, oh, we need to like have equity. Yeah. So 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 if you take the Republican, um, if you take them seriously, and then to the logical conclusion, you end up w- with any libertarian on w- w- when they're talking about econ or voluntarism. And the, the issue is that the right wing in practice doesn't actually believe in those things because then they tax yeah. people and, and whatnot. Um, so I, I've been able to I, I've had success being because I was one of those people that came from the right. Um, I, I've had success getting through to other right wingers. Now, if you're talking about like people who are in their 40s that are flying flags and they're saying, yeah, I'm so glad we went to war in the Middle East. Then it's like, yeah, if people are more neocon then I, I, I can see they're out people. there spreading freedom, man. What are you going to do? <laughs> And I, I think, if anything, they're they're like right next to Marxists because 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 there's that whole group of Marxists that want the one world communism, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, so. I I 100% agree with you. They just they, I see Republicans um, and, and Democrats in the same light in one thing. Um, they're they're all authoritarians in their mm-hmm. own right. So it it comes down to. Uh, who's right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they don't, they don't, none. Okay. So I do this, this fun thing on Twitter where I do this test with people 
where I tell him, if you give me five questions, I can prove that you don't uh, believe in democracy. And it doesn't matter what side you're on. Okay. Now, I don't do this to libertarians. Uh -huh. I never have. But I do do this to uh, Republicans and Democrats. And I tell them, if you give me five questions and you're honest with me, I can prove you do not support democracy. And I have, I calculated the other day, I have 388 of these little tests. I've never <laughs> failed. None of them do. This is making me so happy. I just want you to know that. I, I'm ready. <laughs> do you, so, 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 so do you have the five questions or are they different? Well, it, it depends on the person. Okay. But, um, and that's why I don't do it to libertarians mm -hmm. because... Which I actually think it would probably work against libertarians too. I just don't do it to libertarians because I don't want to mm -hmm. uh, to do that to them or or, or anarchists. Um, but it's funny to me to do it to prove to Republicans and Democrats that like when you use these stupid terms, and I always wait for someone to say, "Well, they're ruining our democracy." I go, mm -hmm. "Okay, this is this is a target." Let's find out if that's true. Let's find out if you even believe in democracy, because I'm telling you, you don't. And it's the worst form of government ever known to humanity. Why? Why is there? There's 10 of us in a room and six mm -hmm. of you get to say you take my crap and the other three guys crap and you get to keep it. And I don't have a say. Fight me. How's that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And the, so. There are so many examples that that are in real life that you could give to a left wing person about why democracy is bad, but I well, well first off I'm a big fan of, of of talking bad about democracy because I don't think anybody really is for it and I think it exposes how bad the state is because the yeah state the difference make... is libertarians will admit they're not they think democracy is stupid well th well this is why for the I, most part yeah yeah so so, so I was gonna say this is why I'm kind of like um. I, a lot of libertarians are really big tent nowadays. At least that's the vibe I get from a lot of people that are like independent content creators. Mm -hmm. And I get a little skeptical because a lot of them are also institutionalists. And this is something that I don't think um, we, we talked about that much. So a lot of people, so, so, so you have a wing of libertarians that are like very institutionalist that, that are very like um, democracy or our government to some extent needs to be respected, but we need to roll it back. And I'm yeah. not in that camp at all. I'm like, <laughs> You're and, like they need to be disrespected and rolled back. So, so, so I'm going to say something that that is arguably controversial. Well, a lot of a lot of people find it controversial, but I don't think it is. And and um, I I think the the January sixth event, you know, at the Capitol was very similar to the BLM rallies, except at least they had the dignity to destroy public property instead of private property. Um, I don't I, think that's controversial at all. My concern is that. It, based on what's happening to them now in the federal court system, I feel like, I mean, if you're going to go down, you should have went down big. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's a strange bedfellow situation where it's like, I don't really agree with any of their reasoning at all because a lot of them were Trump supporters, right? So, 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 sure. so, so, so you and well, I don't identify. Okay, but uh, I'm going to push back on you there. I have mm -hmm. to push back there. Trump supporters, sure, but in their heads, they're like, you people are stealing our freedom and mm -hmm. they're not wrong. They were pushing back against that. Mm -hmm. So I think the Trump thing gets thrown out there is like, oh, look at all these crazy people. Right. But mm -hmm. realistically, what they were upset about is they they honestly felt like something got uh, taken from them. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're they're not being represented. And mm -hmm. so they they want to make their voices heard. And I completely understand where these people are coming from. I think some of them were bad actors. I think some of them were uh, just taking advantage of a situation. 
But I, I honestly believe that the majority of those people, I don't think it had really anything to do with Trump as much as it, it was they felt like they were, uh, they didn't have representation. Mm-hmm. Like something was taken, stolen from them, mm-hmm. honestly. Now, whether it was or not, that's not important. The point is, is that they believed that. Mm-hmm. So the Trump thing doesn't matter to me. Yeah. And- I have a great deal of respect for those people. Yeah, and I, I I was overly dismissive because they 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 the basis of the mobilized Trump music is anti elitist sentiment, and the anti elite sentiment is like kind of to some extent the heart of why we're liberty people is because yes. we don't want we don't want technocrats like the World Economic Forum telling us how to yeah. live our lives. So even if even if a lot of the Trump people are misguided on things that we push back on, it's like well at least they get that thing right, and that's not negligible. Because and that's the thing that I find kind of frustrating about. I, I always joke about the respected Republican, like trademark that. But there's also a respected libertarian crowd. Like, like yeah. I like the Cato Institute because they'll, they'll provide good information sometimes. But the Cato Institute people are the first people to denounce like an insurrection. They're the first people. Yeah. yeah. I, and, and I'm pretty sure LP National did, too. And I was kind of disappointed. I was like, um, but 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 but, but we, we're not going to talk about LP National Twitter. That's, that's, there's no point in doing that. <laughs> Let's um, not do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So the, 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 there was a bouncing off point I totally had in my mind. Um, <laughs> but, 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 but I lost it. Welcome I bring to up. derailed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, there, there's just so much there. Okay. Okay. So, so speaking about the, um, the insurrection, I, I, I want to bring up something about the non-aggression principle that I think okay. you're on the same page with me, but I, I still don't think it's uh, agreed upon in the liberty movement. Um, so you and I, I, I'm assuming, I don't think, I, I think this is an easy assumption that you think taxation is theft. Um, uh, the, the, it is. Yeah, yes. yeah, of course. So, um, so, so like I, I work for a couple weeks, they, they pay me every two weeks, I, I get my check and then it's like, oh, look, $400 just ripped from me and I don't even yeah. make that much money. And then they steal 400 bucks from me in like two weeks. It's like, that's not cool. Yeah. Um, so in my mind, if I think I'm having a peaceful interaction with somebody and then the government comes in and, you know, stomps on my throat and takes a bunch of my money and then lets me go, I, I, I think they're, they're violating my property rights and I think that they're doing harm to me. So this is where and I, I promise I'm not a Fed because I'm not I'm not saying that I would do anything violent because I wouldn't. Um, I, I'm probably like the least I, I'm by far the least armed person in libertarian Twitter world. Um, but <laughs> all I'm saying is me too. <laughs> when people do do things like the insurrection, I, I'm not like I don't feel like that's a violation of the non-aggression principle. And it, okay, it, but it, can we not call it that? It's not. It wasn't an insurrection. It was a riot. Yeah, I, I usually put it in quotes, but but they wear you down with the propaganda. So I didn't even put. It I in don't quotes no, Don't let them do that. It was a riot. Yeah, and um, not even a good one. I I, I totally agree with that. But I, I guess the question I'm posing is. Um, I, I think that's easy to square with things like the non-aggression principle, because I think all that anti-government action by the people is just an extension of self-defense. But I think, self-defense. okay, because a lot of people are like, um, it's not that they're afraid to do it, because of course we're afraid to do it. The government has all the guns and all the weapons. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not planning on doing it anytime soon. But 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 the government also, um, but, but a lot of people are afraid to even imply that that would be, I guess, a moral thing to do. And that and that, that that's where I kind of get thrown for a loop because if libertarians like believe the government is evil as as, as we sh- as we say it is, then why would any of them denounce the um the, the riot? I don't understand that argument. Um, I don't understand that argument because and and 
Okay. There is even in the Constitution an argument to uh, redress of grievances. But if they're going to try to make this retarded argument that like, oh, that just means completely peaceful or whatever. Sure. Okay. It does say peaceful protest. I understand that. But here's the thing. If you peacefully protest and they go, ha ha, sucker, then there is a certain point that you're going to go, well, I don't have any time for this nonsense anymore. Okay, I'm going to word it this way and listen up, NSA. The Second Amendment exists for a reason, and it has not shit to do with hunting. And that's all I'll say about that. So when people want to say that, oh, you can never be violent, I'm going to say no. Any violence in self-defense is perfectly reasonable to me. And what those people did was a joke. Mm-hmm. It's a joke. Exactly. Exactly. You, I, I don't see that. Like, you guys want to act like this Like was like the British invading. They were in there just waving little flags, taking pictures. Shut up. It was not that big of a deal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for real. The most violent... The most violent thing that happened there was a cop shooting a woman, an unarmed woman Mm -hmm. that everyone was like, well, and I'm like, you're all hypocrites on both sides. I hate all of you. They're all shit. And the Libertarian Party's messaging on that situation was absolute shit. I don't want to hear atrocity. I don't want to see, oh, it was horrible. No, that's all lies. The Libertarian Party should have absolutely said, well, don't kick – if you keep kicking a dog, it's going to bite you. Mm-hmm. That, that should have been the message. That, 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 that is exactly what I would I, – I, I totally agree with 100% of what you just said. Like you, you put it way better than I would have. But that's exactly what the situation is. And um, all, all you end up getting is people who don't even attempt to address what you just said. You have people who just see, see something happen and they think um, – it's, it's shock politics. All, all it is is shock politics. Yeah. All everything is, is people have an agenda and then an event happens and they're like, cool, how can I paste my agenda onto that event? So, so, yeah. so, 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 so you can say all these things that, that like everything you said was very reasonable there. And then it's like, oh, but actually, what's the way we can bastardize the events to fit our narrative <laughs> and the things we want to push? And then that, yeah. that's exactly what's happened since. And then, I mean, and then they, 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 they just discard any event that, that I mean, isn't as big. And, and the propaganda is so, so strong that even you use the word insurrection. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just because the vocabulary of it, like, like that. Right. That's just what it's referred to. It's referred to as but January sixth, the insurrection. I, but that's put not what it was, because yeah. I mean, these people have never seen an insurrection ever, obviously. And and what what I would also say to if to to, to somebody who's listening to this and is skeptical of like I guess our skepticism towards the event, I would say. I can imagine somebody saying, I can't believe that they're being this, this dismissive. A police officer died that day. And what, what, what my thoughts to them no, would be. No, he didn't. Well, okay. even He died two days later from a stroke. Yeah. And it didn't, it wasn't found that it had anything to do with the fire extinguisher. And no, then it I was would, actually absolutely found that one, he was never hit with anything. Mm-hmm. There was no blunt force trauma to his body. This, this was a media lie. Like. Did it did it maybe exacerbate some kind of a medical condition he already had? Sure. But would it have been three days? Probably. Like we don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They just made shit up. Well, and then and then the other day, I think it was I think it was a week ago, a guy crashed his car into the barricade, hopped out of his car, and then stabbed and killed a cop. And 
the amount of news coverage that's going to get compared to January 6th is going to be like a fragment of a fragment of a fragment of a percent. So it's because like he was um, Muslim. Yeah, well, well, it just doesn't. Well, and it doesn't fit the narrative, too, because you have to remember that January 6th, what was during the um, the runoffs in Georgia and the Democrats need to win those that, that that runoff in Georgia. And how do you do it? Well, January sixth happens, and then Kelly Loeffler, she she doesn't she's not a great candidate anyways. Well, she's kind of Trumpy, and now she has to sit there and she has to answer all these questions <laughs> on a national stage. And then guess what? The Republicans lose, Democrats get fifty senators, and then Kamala breaks the tie. Yep. Yeah. So it, it totally fit the political situation too. And I'm not saying that makes it orchestrated. I'm not saying that at all. You don't have to. Because even if it is, if, whether it's orchestrated or not, they take whatever happens and they apply a narrative that fits the agenda. So happens every exactly. single time. And yeah. it, well, once Which you realize is why that, Republicans you always it. lose because they don't know how to do that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And the, the Republicans also, they, they don't get a pass because they get opportunities all the time. Like every time there's an economic crash, somebody could go out there and they, so somebody could have made the big short. Like, 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 like you know how Tom Woods, he, he wrote a meltdown. Yeah. And that was all about the financial crisis. So the Republicans could have done something with that. But instead, they, they, they let the dude write the big short. And the big short is just Tom Wood's book, except for the government part. He just yeah. leaves out how the government incentivizes all the bad policy. And he's like, yeah. yeah, look at the greedy people. Let's not mention how they're taking advantage of the government program. And then everybody goes, whoa, capitalism's evil. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I would make the argument that the libertarians missed the mark on that one, too. They had an opportunity, and they they – you know, missed it. Um, but like you said, we've we've had corporatism uh, in in uh, libertarian national at least. And I'm not trying to bash them. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying that it's been, you know, these these guys are just like, oh, well, let's don't poke the bear. Let's don't upset people. We want to be taken serious. And I'm like, why? That doesn't make sense. Like, you got to get out there. You got to tell the truth to people. People want to hear truth. People don't want freedom. That's not true. I don't care. I know all the libertarians are like, people just want to be free. And I'm like, no, libertarians want to be free. The other people want to be led, but they want to be led by free people. Mm -hmm. Truth tellers. That's what they want. But they don't want to be free. They don't want to make that decision. They want someone to make it for them. And that's fine. But for me to be free, I'll make your decision. I'm okay with that. It's just, we have to understand that the decision I'm going to make is going to put you uncomfortable because you're going to have to be responsible for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know well, what I mean? And I, I, th I think, um, you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm going to turn things around on you because you're on my show and I've watched a few of your interviews and you, you always, <laughs> you always ask people, why, why are people afraid of freedom? And I, I think you probably have a better answer than most people. Cause most people don't think about that. They're irresponsible. Um, they, I, um, to be honest, I think what it comes down to is that they don't know how to react to freedom. So if I put you in a position, so when people say, I just want to be free, I say, mm -hmm. okay, what if I took you and I just dropped you in the forest and I gave you a rifle and a knife? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're free, right? Mm -hmm. But no one's there to help you. You're on your own, buddy, but you're completely free. You can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. That's terrifying. It's yeah. terrifying. People don't want to be free because they're scared. Yeah. They understand that real freedom is terrifying. Everything you do, every mistake you make is 100% bore by you. And I think that's terrifying to people. 
and reasonably, I understand why they're scared, right? Um, but I think that's what it comes down to. People are just scared. Well, and that, that, that kind of, of all things, it plays into, I, and I don't think you're a fan of him, but it plays into Jordan Peterson's kind of philosophizing. Because a lot of what Jordan Peterson says to do is to aim for your potential. And it's to, um, <laughs> and, 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 th- and things like that. You have to aim for something and you have to try to self-actualize. And, and, and at its root, like a big part of the human condition is self-actualizing. But people are afraid to do it because you have to make risks. And, you, and worst of all, you have to make choices. And yeah. if you make a choice, like like imagine you quit your job because you got one that pays slightly worse, but you think you'll like it more. If you take that job and it turns out that everybody there is a jerk and you're getting paid less and you've already burned your bridges, like you made that decision. You have to live with it. Yeah. People don't like yeah. living with that. And now now you got a bunch of young people. Because who are, they're scared. Yeah. And you got a bunch of young people who are incentivized by the system to get degrees <clears throat> that don't matter. And they're like, I have student debt and I'm working at Starbucks. Wait, wait, what do you mean? Underwater lesbian basket weaving is not a real job? Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly enough, right? That's weird. But but there there, there are like, there's a ton of kids who get art degrees. And it's because like yeah. people want to be artists. But none of those kids like, I mean, like, I, I love I love name dropping him just because I like him so much. But Tom Woods, like like he has built a whole second career off like entrepreneurial stuff that he does alongside his podcast. But art kids wouldn't know how to be like independent contractors. They would know how to take art classes. And right. it's like I'm sure some of them are very talented, but they don't know anything about how to put that career in motion other than hoping they get lucky. And when yeah, you have like, of- I'm gonna paint this thing and put it on Etsy and hope someone buys it. Yeah. And that, that's how you end up with a bunch of people who work in the gig economy um, getting really upset that they don't have free government health care. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> or that they have all those student loans. Yeah, exactly. I will push back in one regard. I'm actually a huge fan of Jordan Peterson. I oh, think Jordan yeah. Peterson has done more for the world, uh, especially men in the world, mm-hmm. um, than probably any politician since Ron Paul. Oh, okay. To, I mean, look, what's his message? His message is be responsible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, clean your room. His, he's got a great man. I have his book right there in, in, okay. in my bedroom, um, 12 Rules for Life, and I will have his next book. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do I agree with him on everything? No, but I don't agree with anyone on everything. I don't even agree with myself on everything. What are you talking about? Um, but I think his messaging has done a great uh, service to to the world. So. No, I'm I'm a fan. Okay, I, I like Jordan Peterson. Yeah, I, I I don't know why that was my impression then. I think it's just because I men- mentioned him once, and then you said something. And I was like, oh, I guess he doesn't like Jordan Peterson. But that was that was very wrong of yeah. me. Um, I'm I'm a I'm a huge fan of his, even though like he probably um isn't not a big fan of Dave Rubin. I'll say that. <laughs> I agree. Um, <laughs> yeah, D- D- Dave Rubin. Um, he's a uh, he's. Uh, I'm not going to go into that. I think that's Dave like, Rubin's a grifter. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say about it. He's a grifter, and he grifted off Peterson as well. So, so before, I'm not going to get derailed on Dave Rubin, but there is a comment I want to add on. Oh, come on! <laughs> I, I, I'm dodging the bait. It's tempting. Right. Don't get me wrong. It's tempting. Right. Um. So, so, so Dave Rubin. I mean, not not. God. See now, now, <laughs> now I screw up. So, so, so Jordan Peterson. Um. Uh, of course, you got to bring up the lobsters, and you got to bring up lobster hierarchies and competence hierarchies, and that, that's in his first book, Twelve Rules for Life. I think that's the first rule, which which is stand up straight and put your shoulders bl- back, which is not what I'm doing. I'm I'm hunched forward over the microphone. So um, he'd be upset at me for 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 delivering this in this. I way. think he'll give you a pass if you're doing a, if you're doing the show. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, but one thing that I find really interesting and important about that is because I think um, 
when we talk about anarchism, I know you and I are, we would be considered by a lot of people as right-wing anarchists. And there are yeah. reasons why we came to test that, that way of framing it, but that's what people would consider us. Mm -hmm. um, if you ever talk to a left-wing anarchist, for, for first off, I, we, we probably think to some degree that they're, they're delusional because we just don't agree with them on a lot of brute things. But I think part of it comes down to what is a legitimate hierarchy. Mm -hmm. And we probably would agree that Jordan Peterson's definition of a competence hierarchy is something that's like really interesting and descriptive of the world. Because if we think that like you're great at figuring out what products people want and making them cheap, then it's like, dude, that's awesome. Make all the money. You're going to be the king of the world. Exactly. And that, that's what competence hierarchies do. And that, mm -hmm. that's a legitimate form. And then you and I would probably be like, yeah, an illegitimate, uh, illegitimate hierarchy is the one where they give a mediocre company a patent protection and then nobody else can ever compete with them forever and they rake in millions right welcome to america exactly exactly <laughs> but then like then you get these and companies and they just don't reckon with the idea of a free market and a hierarchy that comes from that they kind of just think hierarchy is inherently bad and yes. that, that, that's why you have things that are like anti-family. You have things that are just generally anti-authority. And I'm very anti-authority when authority is there for bad reason. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like there's this weird unwillingness to reject, to, to accept any type of authority in any situation. Um, and it just seems uh, very misguided. I guess they aren't here to defend themselves. So I'm going on this rant. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I look at it like this. Um... Uh, the majority of people look at anarchy as uh, the way the media portrays it, like, uh, you know, like Mad Max, right? We're going to yeah, have chaos. warlords and all this shit, and it's all going to be chaos. But anarchy doesn't mean without governance. Now, what it does mean is that you're a governor of one, right? You <laughs> govern yourself, act accordingly, you shouldn't have any issue. If someone aggresses, you're allowed to take action and defend yourself. But that doesn't mean that you can't collaborate. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, even to a community level, even to a state level, um, you could, uh, I mean, I, I think that's a bad idea personally, but you know, it's, I think the lower, the, the smaller your, your governing body is the better because the, the uh, more likely that everyone's uh, available to be in the, in the conversation, but mm -hmm. it, you can have that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think people, you know, one of the, the number one questions against anarchy is like, oh, well, how do you protect the country? And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? Like, let's say if we balkanized, right? Mm -hmm. And we're no longer one federal country, we're 50 countries, but all under whatever, like we're, we just break up 50 countries. People go, okay, well, how's that? Like, like, how do you protect yourself? Like, all these other countries will just invade you. And I, so why would they do that? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, first of all, America has 612 million guns in yeah, private hands. Like, good luck. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's not – the odds are not forever in your favor. You know what I mean? If you invade. But that here's my point. And this is what I always do to them. Do you know what NATO is? Uh, that's a question oh, for you. Oh, you're, right you're, you're asking me. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's a coalition of governments, and it was originally made to be against Russia, but now it kind of just does nothing. I'm, 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 not, I'm not exactly Fair right. enough. But what it was originally designed to do was a military coalition oh, yeah. 
put together by multiple countries that were too small to defend themselves from larger countries. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's a compact. It's a military compact. Mm-hmm. What makes people think that if you had 50 countries in America... That to some degree, the ones that would actually want to take part in it couldn't take part in it. Right. You could build a, a NATO-type compact where you you take resources from yourself and you throw them into this one giant thing or whatever. The, the You could still have the strongest military on the planet, honestly. Can, can, can I raise an objection and then what I think is a good rebuttal to that objection? <laughs> sure, um, I guess. If you're going to well, well, object no, and rebut your own objection. Well, I, I, I think it's important to like imagine what somebody who disagrees with us would, would say to that. And then I think what, what, they, what they say is a common objection to a lot of libertarian points. And they would say, well, like, okay, well, I imagine that. And then I can think of like five states in the Southwest. And then they all try to form a compact. And then... That they, they want this, they want like, uh, I, I shouldn't say Texas because that's just bad, but like say Utah that doesn't want to join because Utah knows that if those other five states are protected, Utah's like, well, I don't want to be protected because you guys are going to protect me indirectly. So then they would get mad and they, they would say, Utah is free riding. But I think the answer to the people who would complain that Utah could free ride off the other states is just saying it's the most efficient use of resources because Utah is willing to take this risk and the other states want to be protected enough that they're still willing to dish out the money. So I think that the, the, the free rider problem that a lot of people conceptualize, she just misses the point that this is actually an efficient allocated, an efficient allocation of resources. Anytime there's a free rider, the people who actually really want it still buy it anyways. Right. Uh, I 100% agree with that. So yeah. I don't, I mean, I, I like that you just had an argument with yourself. That was interesting. <laughs> Sorry. But, I, uh, <laughs> I was thinking out loud because I've never thought of it that way. And as you're saying, it, it's making sense to me. So I just want to, I got to check. Yeah, it. like I got it to doesn't matter. Like, so I live in New Mexico, right? So mm-hmm. if every state around me said, hey, we're going to build this interstate compact or whatever, military compact, NATO, mm-hmm. uh, and New Mexico went, yeah, we don't want to. Mm-hmm. Those states could be like, whatever. And it would make sense for New Mexico not to. You're surrounded by all of them. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, but you you make a very valid point. Like, first of all, why would New Mexico? But second of all, if walls got breached, you're burned. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You're better off to be in the in the system. Um, but you don't have to be. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not an issue. And you're a free rider. And so that's going to be bad for you economically in the long run. Yeah, because people are going to be like, oh, you're not really like wanting to, you know, it's no different than if uh, the town down the road from our town, the next town said, hey, you want to build this like compact where if one of us comes under siege, you you guys will send your forces to come assist us at a phone call. Mm-hmm. And you go, yeah, I don't kind of want to. Well, but you kind of want to because you, you also want, want them to do the same thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's trade lines. That's all it is. Yeah, and that, 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 that goes exactly back to what you were saying about how anarchy isn't necessarily chaos. Like, people want to cooperate with each other. And especially mm-hmm. when people can actually help each other, people do cooperate. Um, and and I just love that um, we, we live in a world where the arguments against ANCAPs are just really esoteric and weird. Because if you think about it, like, could you imagine, like, all of a sudden, like, a, in 2021, a bunch of, like, Chinese or Europeans coming over on boats and being like, we're going to storm Florida because they don't have a federal government anymore. It's like, no, that's not how the economy <laughs> works. You don't happen. loot things for resources. You don't pillage for land anymore. There, there's nothing to gain from well, imperializing a state. 
Like you just don't get anything. From that's me. that's one of the funny things to me. I, I actually saw someone on Twitter say something along the lines of uh, Russia or China could nuke America now. And I'm like, why in God's name would they do that? Yeah. I asked the person, I said, why in God's name would they do that? And they said, because they can now because Biden's president. I'm like, okay, but they could have when Trump was president. They could have when any, what are you, what are you talking about? This doesn't make any sense, right? Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, well, he's weak. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't say why they would nuke America. <laughs> you have to flush that out for me. What do you mean? And they said, oh, so they can invade it. And I went, right after they nuke all the resources? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're not going to nuke. You're not going to nuke another country for invasionary purposes. It doesn't make any sense. Because you need the resources of that nation. That's the only purpose of invading for the most part is to garner resource. And if you d- destroy the resources, there's, there's, you, you delete the purpose. <laughs> it doesn't well, make sense. Well, this is all a root of the psychological complex by people that because you, it's actually really hard to come up with a reason why you need a state. So people just start like inventing things that make sense. It's like, well, the, the government needs the military to protect us. And it's like, can you think of a good reason for somebody to invade us if it wasn't because our government bombed them first? Right. And it's like, <laughs> no, not really. And it's like, oh, so maybe not. And this is what Michael Mao said, where I think I think he said something along the lines of if they put babies in schools and they learn to walk in the school, then a bunch of people would think, that you wouldn't be able to learn to walk unless we had public schools to teach them. Um, and it's yeah. like, yeah, that's not too far from uh, from, from reality sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, um, I, so- I don't, I don't understand why people think that like, uh, you know, and what it really comes down to is you don't, you, you know, from a libertarian argument, I guess we'll make it that way. You don't need to get rid of government, I guess, because some people feel like they need to be told somewhat what to do. Um, but do you need them telling you like what healthcare plan you should buy, what uh, kind of car you're allowed to have? What is this really where you think is this freedom to you? Like if people understood their fingers of government in every piece of their life. Would they feel free, honestly? I, I think they wouldn't. I, I, I think that's a good point. I think people definitely underestimate how much of it is there. Now, it goes both ways, though, because people over at, well, people will, will use that as a justification for anything that works means the government fixed it, right? The only reason we don't get poisoned by our food every day is because the FDA exists, according yeah. to some people. And it's like, well, clearly that's not true. So th- no, there's Chipotle always... poisons people every two years. We <laughs> yeah, exactly. All know this. exactly. The FDA didn't stop that. Where were they? That, that's, <laughs> yeah. If the government's supposed to keep me safe, then how do I get food poisoning? How is how <laughs> Chipotle in business at all, period? That <laughs> <laughs> bad ones. That one surprises. That's free market. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but that's, that's like a clear example, though, of here we, we're not allowed to let people make their decisions. And what it comes down to is that they use edge case. They use edge cases of asymmetric risk. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of understand it to some extent because there are certain things that um, I feel like you can push a libertarian on. And it is tough to give an answer to because like, like, like go ahead, it, try it. Well, well. Okay. Well, I mean, in the end, I don't agree with it still, but like, 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 <laughs> okay. like an example is people drastically underestimate the risk of their house flooding if they live in a floodplain. 
So flood insurance is, and this is a little like wonky, but the way flood insurance works is only certain places are in floodplains. So insurance companies have a hard time diversifying it because like if Philadelphia floods, all of the Philadelphia houses generally flood or they all don't. So you can't really be diversified and people underestimate the risk. So if they see the price of it, they go, ew, I don't want to pay that much. I'm not going to, there's not going to be a flood. My house will be okay. So People will argue like, hey, I get that people should be allowed to make their own free decisions, but systematically people underestimate this risk and there's not a good reason for a lot of places to step up. So this is how people justify government. Now, I think there are good answers to it. Like, well, maybe people shouldn't live in floodplains. We have plenty of good land that isn't in a floodplain. My argument would be you're a fucking idiot and it sucks that your house got flooded, but there ain't nothing for you here, bro. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, and I, I would agree with that, but then... But, but then they go like, well, we can't let people take risks. And so, 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 so it's a good case of why people are afraid of yeah. freedom. They're afraid of freedom. They're afraid of making a decision that will inadvertently affect them. Yeah. And if they have a big government, they don't have to worry about that because they can make a dumbass decision and then government will come in and be like, well, it's okay and pat them on the head. So, so, so I got to ask because I think that's related to is there a specific thing that you think is coming up under Joe Biden's presidency that you're specifically, I guess, concerned? You cut about? out pretty bad there. You're gonna have to repeat that. Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll repeat that. Um, is there anything under Joe Biden as president that you're specifically, I guess, concerned about being, um, you know? No. Born? No. No. So, there's nothing that everything he's gonna do. I already like saw before he was even actually inaugurated i know like okay so he's making a big announcement tomorrow on guns Mm -hmm. we know it's going to be ridiculous it's going to be an executive order it's not going to be constitutional uh there's already a bunch of uh gun rights advocates that are like gearing up to like take his stupid ass to court and be like eat a dick no there's nothing um there's nothing i'm worried about what i am worried about is that he's a puppet that doesn't mm-hmm. know where the hell he is. Yeah, that's, that's pretty concerning. So it's what, what worries me about it is that we don't have a, a leader in charge of this situation. We have Geppetto mm-hmm. running Pinocchio is what we have. And, and people go, well, it's Kamala. No, it's not. It's the DNC. It's not her. Yeah, they, they're just dance for me, puppet. That's what they're doing. Uh, that's my concern with Joe Biden. It's not anything that he's going to, because whatever he's going to do, they're, they're going to keep doing it and it doesn't matter. And my outlook on this situation is pretty simple. Um, be it be Trump or Biden or whatever, it doesn't really matter. The crazier they get, the better it is for the libertarian movement mm-hmm. because more and more people, both right and left of center are going to go, what is happening? You know, I'm, I'm sure you saw yesterday, you know, Joe Biden's going to finish the wall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The walls yeah, yeah. are no longer racist. The walls are compassionate now. But so, the only person who gets upset is Jimmy Dore. He's the only one who cares. That's what not would, true. Libertarians got upset, too. Yeah, but they were but, upset no matter what. Well, yeah, they're always upset. But Jimmy Dore, at least he's honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll give Jimmy Dore credit where it's due. This dude is, like, legit. He's like... From the get-go, he said, this wall is terrible. Uh, And then when Biden said, we're not going to build it anymore, he was like, yay! And then Biden's like, we're going to build it. And he's like, you piece of shit. You know what I mean? (laughs) So so, so, so this all raises one question that 
is, is tangentially related. And, I, and this is the last thing I'll grill you on before I let you go, because I know I've thrown so much at you. And I, I've made you, I've made you like kind of cover everything. Um, I've, I've, I've shot a lot at you out of nowhere. And I know I didn't give you any warning, so it's kind of more fun on my end. <laughs> um, but uh, so, yeah, but I'm not afraid of conversation, so it's fine. Exactly. Um, so are, do, do you subscribe to the idea that like, if Hillary was president for 2016 through 2020, that like, you know how, like Trump, Trump passed some gun control regulation and nobody cared on the right because it was Trump. So, so, so people didn't pay attention. Yeah. And so then, it must be fine. And then, and then the lockdowns happened and you know, what didn't happen was there were like some small local rallies against it and there was some resistance, but there wasn't a lot. Right. Is, is this kind of like the thing, like if Hillary was president, then would you, do you think it would have still turned out as bad? Or do you think like we would have had a good opposition? Cause it's something I think about every Man, now. That's, that's a, that's a rough one because <laughs> you don't know, like, okay, first of all, uh, I think the right's a bunch of pussies. I think yes. they're a bunch of cowards. I don't think they stand up for shit. I think they're libertarian national. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I wasn't going to try to bash him, but I couldn't help it. Um, they're no, I, I don't know if, I think there would have been more pushback. Same situation, Hillary president. I think the right would have pushed back more. I don't think they would have pushed back effectively. They never really have. I mean, they, there's no actual evidence that they ever have. So I don't know that it would have made a difference. Um, they would have pushed back, I think, just to push back. Yeah. I, you know, that's, I don't know. Um, I, I don't honestly know if, it's very difficult to think of the what if like mm-hmm. situation, you know, I could always go back and I could say, Hey, you know, if Ron Paul would have got elected in 2008. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then of course, then it's just your imagination. Would it be yeah. yeah. Where, you know, you know, you never know. Like, so I, 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 I hate the hypotheticals like that, but mm-hmm. I have a question um, for you. Okay. Even though it's your show. Uh-huh. I'm going to do this to you because I think it'll be hilarious. <laughs> um, gun control is coming. Mm-hmm. The Libertarian Party has not said a flipping word about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's terrible. Yeah, I'm not one to defend the Libertarian Party. The, the, so the, the, the second it got announced that like whoever was reporting like, hey, Joe Biden executive order gun control tomorrow probably – LP should retweeted the headline with a comment that that said, whatever it is, it's unconstitutional. People should be upset. And this is why we have guns is for this And reason. they would not be wrong. No, if they no, would they... have tweeted what you just said. Everyone would be like, yep, exactly. And it I said that on, what it is. And I, I said it on the spot in four seconds, because it doesn't matter. As long as you're standing up for it, then people will be happy. They'll be like, cool. I'm glad the LP said something about how gun control is evil. And tomorrow, then they could say the same thing again, but see his real messaging and they could quote him. And it's like, look, this clearly isn't it. It's not, it's not that hard to be unapologetically libertarian. No. Um, I, I, I well, think apparently you, it is very difficult. Yeah. Well, I, it does make me happy, though, that um, as much as I am critical of like the LP National, I know you've had like David Fight on your show, and David Fight's had recreational rocket launchers. And I remember that. Uh, so, that so, is so, one of my favorite phrases ever. Yeah, recreational so, rocket launchers. So, so, so even if the official messaging is bad, and I'm going to critique the official messaging, it does make me happy that I know that somebody working on the campaigns is sitting there, and he's like, "If I say recreational rocket launchers, everybody agrees." He actually said that in his campaign. He was That's, running. 
Well, that's good. I'm happy. Okay, that's awesome. That's perfect. Yeah. It, it, the, the only issue is that more people are afraid to say that. The, the the scarier thing is more people in LP might not actually believe that. And I'm. Oh yeah, no, I agree with you. I I, I recently had a conversation on Twitter the other day, and they said, "Oh, so you're one of those uh, libertarians that thinks that you should be able to have javelin missiles?" And I'm like, "Absolutely." And they're like, what about a nuclear weapon in your backyard? And I'm like, I don't know. I guess in a silo, sure. Yeah. But that's for my family's safety. You know, uh-huh. radiation, of course. Yeah. No, now I know more about radiation. I'd be like, literally stick it in my backyard. I don't care. <laughs> like, well, uh, and, and it's like, as much as I understand the reaction of being like, well, that sounds sketchy. It's also like, yeah, but would the government regulating that actually make that better? And I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> that hasn't worked for anything. Yeah, so, no, they're, they're, they're terrible at everything they do, man. They're like, what? name one thing the government is very, very good at. I can name one. I will name one. Bureaucracy? Is that it? Is that the joke? No, no. I, I, I don't know what it is. Fish and wildlife is a very well-run form of government. Hmm. Oh, hmm. I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna name two, actually. Fish and wildlife, because they they operate under a, a different circumstance. So Congress can only uh, dictate fish and wildlife stuff every ten years. Okay. So they have about ten years to get their their things, and then Congress screws it up. So whatever. Okay. Okay. But I, then I, I, um, and then the NRC, the the Nuclear Regulatory Committee. Mm-hmm. because they're not funded by government. They're funded by the private market. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. But they are a government agency. Well, watch the show, man. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have to finish that one. Because <laughs> the second you said things about wildlife, though, my my, 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 my first thought was like mm-hmm. one of the first things that I heard like when I got into politics was about how there's EPA policies that incentivize people to like kill rare endangered animals they find on their property. And I was like, whoa. That doesn't I've work never, well. Ever heard of that? Oh yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll have to talk about that off there. But we're but we yeah. hit the hour mark. So I and, and we All still. Right, um. So but, 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 but before I turn the broadcast on, t- tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, just hit me on uh, on Twitter. I I mean, this guy's still figuring this out, but uh, uh, you can just um, search Archaic Skid. You'll find me, and then catch me on YouTube. Archaic or derailed, courtesy of Archaic Skids. And I put the uh, link to your Twitter and your YouTube in the in the description, and I'm going to put that on the show notes on the podcast. So if anybody's listening to it by audio, you can find him there. And he has all sorts of people in the Liberty Movement on his show, and it's always a good interview. It's all it's always great because it gets derailed, and it's perfect. It's not one of those yeah. really boring. It's not a boring formula like one where it's like oh the same. Little, I, I like okay okay. I love hearing about the Ron Paul movement, but I don't need to hear everybody's Ron Paul movement story. You know. Well, and Ron Paul's not in it anymore. Like, yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. So, 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 so find you know, the next Ron Paul. That's important. Yeah, exactly. And then you always end up bringing good questions out of it. So I appreciate you being on. Thank you so much for your time. And sign off for now is Matt Keck. Thank you. All right.